Hey everybody, welcome to another bonus episode of Randing and Raving. We are back with Joe Rand, Chief Creative Officer for Howard Hanna Rand Realty and Real Estate Raconteur. The premise of this series is very simple. We have listeners call in to 480-270-4590 and leave a question or a comment for Joe to respond to. Joe has no idea which voicemail I'm going to play for him, and we just sit back, relax, and let Joe go. So let's get this show on the road. Hey, Joe, how's it going? Hey, Bill, it's going great. It's going great. But I think the better question is, how is it going for you? Because I know you had a big weekend, either this past weekend or the weekend before. I forget. I'm losing track because yeah. the months are falling away like crazy. Yeah. As you get older, that that happens as you get older. It goes really <laughs> fast, Joe. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I've got a few years on you, and it, it just keeps picking up speed. Yeah. It's rolling downhill is the way I think about it. Yeah. Um, so you... um. Uh, uh, you went play golf with your son and there was I a very did, special a, event, right? Well, early, birthday, early birthday present. He and my wife surprised me with a trip to Kiowa Island in South Carolina. And for golfers, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The ocean course for non-golfers. It, this course was built in 1990 and it was designed to host the 1991 Ryder Cup. Uh, Hurricane Hugo wiped it out, but they were able to get the course back together in time for the Ryder Cup. And then they held the PGA Championship this year where 50-year-old Phil Mickelson uh, ended up uh, winning, coming back and catching Louis Oosthuizen on uh, Saturday and Sunday and winning the uh, the PGA Championship. So it, it, I had been told by many people that played it, it's one of the hardest courses I've ever played. Uh, you better hope the wind's not blowing really hard. And you better bring a whole bunch of golf balls. So. <laughs> uh, how'd you do? Uh I lo- I only lost four golf balls. That's for, I imagine that's pretty good. I imagine that's really good. Really good. Was the wind look. blowing? Was the wind blowing or not? Um, it, uh, we played it twice, and on Friday it was not. Uh, it was laid down really well. I we both shot eighty eight. My son and I. You know, um, it's only about his fourth round of golf this year. He's a really good player, and he practices a lot, but he just doesn't have time for golf. Uh, he played great. I played. Really good for me. That's I was ecstatic with that score. The wind started blowing on Saturday, Joe. And when I say the wind was blowing, <laughs> from we teed off at 9.30 and the first four holes are directly into the wind. And then there's a crosswind hole, only one. And then you have nine holes directly downwind. I love the nine holes directly yeah, that's downwind. Fun. Yeah, that's yeah. great. 200 yard drive, stuff like that. That's yeah. great. And you finish with four of the toughest holes on the course directly into the wind. Oh, and I got boy. eaten alive. I shot, ended up shooting 91. My son, however, shot 83 in the wind, had a fantastic day. So that's, that's amazing. That's yeah, it was beautiful. really just that's an amazing great. place. A quaint little resort. In fact, I, the I've owner, been there. I've been yeah. to, I've been to Kew Island a couple of times. My brother used to have a house on, um, on is it Sea Island is the island directly next to it. Um, and so we'd been, and I think I was there for an event once. And I can't remember if I played that course. I don't think I did because I, don't, I think I played a different course that's on the same. There's a the bunch of them. Yeah, yeah I, think I, played, I don't think I played that because I don't think it was that. It wasn't that memorable of an experience. But I will tell you what was memorable and what this reminds me of <laughs> is the time I played. I think it's called Sanctuary. You know what Sanctuary is? Yeah, in, in, sure. Uh, not, no, wait. Maybe it's the wrong Sanctuary. Do you know Dave Linegar's course? Oh, uh, yeah. Course. You played that? I Dave Linegar. Oh. He founded Remax. Yeah. Who's a really, really nice man. Okay. And really, really like eccentric. Like that's the best way to describe it. And sure. he obviously founded Remax and you know has ungodly amounts of money, built his own country club. Yeah. 
built his own country club. He's the only one. I think it's him and like they like one. He grants membership to like one other person. Uses it basically to host benefits, you know, all year. Yeah. No one else gets to play it besides if they play it at a benefit for charity or something like that. But I was there for, I think, Gathering of Eagles one year. And they did it at the country club. And Lineker hosted a golf outing wow. for everybody that was there. And we played. And that course is incredibly hard. It's all, it's all basically carry deserts. De- nothing but desert. And then you have to hit it. And then um, you lose balls constantly. Does I went through? I mean, I literally ran out of balls. Had to go to my brother and get some extra balls. Like I didn't have anything with me, and it was bad because I was playing with, and I can't remember her name right now, but she was the one of the top honchos at Remax. Okay, and like she was really good, and I was terrible, and it was you know, I mean, it's bad when you're. It's it's like the Michael Jordan story. This is your last hole. I really expect oh, yeah. her to, I really expect her at some point to look at me and say. Joe, this is your last hole. I'm not going to waste time hunting for your balls anymore. Joe, you're uh, taking no yeah. more than six shots, and then you're picking up. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. No. After six, we just we call it infinity, and it's a pickup. The yeah. other funny thing he does is he has a cannon, like a real cannon. Oh, and true he shotgun starts. <laughs> he, he takes the cannon out before the round, and he shoots it up into the air, like a couple hundred feet in the air, the cannonball, and it lands somewhere on the course, and like the deal is to go find it like oh my god on a green it could i mean i'm telling you the guy's nuts he's a great guy nuts that's awesome crazy that's awesome Um, but it was a lot of fun he was very gracious and and i'm glad you had a good time with your son and uh, i'll give you the highlight here's the highlight yeah you've got this coming one day from your children yeah now maybe not if they listen to this podcast (laughs) but if they if they somehow don't hear this podcast (laughs) one day you'll have this experience we walked into the pro shop on the friday round and Kev said, "Dad, this is on me." And I was fully prepared to pay. And uh, and I'll tell you, for the two rounds of golf and the caddy uh, gratuity, it was about twelve hundred dollars. And he, the boy covered it. It was wow. spectacular. Yeah, it was wow. super cool. So yeah. yeah, one day, one day you'll get that. I'll never have that. My kids will never <laughs> take me. They'll never pay for a thing. Uh, <laughs> they, I mean, once they're emancipated, I'm lucky if they'll you know come to my funeral. You know, by that. You gotta- you got to do figure out. You're an attorney. Figure out something to get that trust account back. You're set up for. <laughs> I can't give them too much money, or I'll never see them again. Uh, yeah, no, my kids are. Uh, they're uh, they're 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 great. My I tease, but my kids. Yes. Are great. And, yes. And it's and someday hopefully I will get to play uh, uh, a really fun course with my um, uh, with my son. The way I played once, I did the uh, Pebble Beach courses when I was in, at Stanford. I played the Pebble Beach courses with my dad. Oh. I literally have right here, although this isn't good podcasting because no one else can see it. I have the trophy that my dad made up for us. Oh, so- my gosh. Well, I can see right there. Spanish Bay, Half Moon Bay, Spyglass, and Pebble Beach. That is the yeah. quartet. That's yeah, amazing. That was a good group of courses, and that was a lot of fun. And, and wow. uh, there's a picture of us attached to the from him. And he's been gone. This was probably 20 23 years ago that we did oh, that. And I love uh, that you keep that. He was, I yeah, that you- I, I, it's right up here on my mantle that I'm, I'm sitting as I'm working here. All right. So let's do a question. Let's get a good question here going. All right. Here we go. What do we got? Let's go solve problems. Let's solve <laughs> problems and make friends and whatever. Don't even says. Are you just trying to get me in trouble with Sean again? <laughs> hey, will you talk to Rand about getting my, my logo, my slogan right, please? Because it's really I'm good. Good. I have my own slogan. My slogan is. Dropping wisdom bombs. That's what I do here. Ah, on the show. that's, good. that's good. I like that. I like that. Here you go. 
Hi, this is Bill Matter from London, Ontario, Canada. Just want to let you know you both have uh, fans on the north side of the border. Really enjoy your show. Question for Joe about clear cooperation. Um, you, may, you may not know this, but Canada does not have anything similar at this moment. But based on the last year or so that it's been in place in the U.S., would you recommend something similar for the Canadian MLS system? And if yes, would you do anything differently from the way it was introduced in the U.S.? Thanks very much. Look forward to hearing your answer. Have a great day. Well, all right. We got a question from Canada, Bill. Yep. Our first is it our first international question? Second. We had Gregor from uh, Australia, remember? Gregor from Australia. That's right. This is our second. So this is our first from another part of North America, Bill. Yep. Uh, which is very exciting. Although I do think we've had some international calls of Russian bots who have been uh, uh, portraying themselves as Americans calling in from, I think, from Arizona. We've gotten yeah. a disproportionate number of calls from Arizona. Excellent. Russian bots. Yeah, they have an excellent uh, voice, uh, you know, mimicking system, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty impressive. I don't know what those people sound like. You you just tell me that's who they are. What? They could totally be bots. Um, So he's from London, Ontario. Canada is a lovely country. I'm not going to say anything negative about about Canada. Good call. I have been there a couple of times. I went to Vancouver a couple of years ago for a conference. Vancouver's lovely. Beautiful. Uh, I was in for a conference. God, got to be about 15 years ago. Uh, I went to a conference at, um, in Quebec city, Mm. which is, I think in also in Ontario, it's a, uh, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe it's, Provinces very well. I'll be in Quebec. That's uh, in Quebec. Is it Quebec? Is it Quebec? Like I said, not not a master of geography. No, nah, it's all right. Well, here's the thing that's funny about Quebec City, about being in Quebec City. So I go there and I'm staying at this lovely old hotel with my wife. She came up with me for the trip. And we're going around and it's like the most lively. We're there. It's like the end of June, early July. Uh, that's where they had this conference back in the day. And we're walking around and it's like it, people are going crazy. There's people camping out in the park, but not like in a camping out, like homeless way, camping out like they're setting up volleyball nets and they're doing things and they're all partying. And it's all these amazing young people. The place is, it's like Quebec City is like the coolest place in the world. Now, what I found out later was that we were there during the equivalent of like the 4th of July. Like ah. it's their Independence Day was like one of the days we were there. Yeah. And that's why it was so crazy when we were there. And that's the kind of thing that, like, if you're American, you know nothing about Canada. If you're Canadian, you know everything about America. Like, that's the, that's the thing. Like, they know, they would know what the, they, if they came to New York City and it was the 4th of July, they wouldn't be like, someone from Quebec wouldn't be like, oh my God, do they have fireworks here in New York City every night? Is it like Disneyland? No, yeah. it's the 4th of July. They would know it's the 4th of July. It's, but we are totally ignorant of. Or arrogant, or arrogant, one of the two. I think it's just, I think it's, you know, it's a, we, have, we live in a big country. I mean, I, I barely know what's going on in New Jersey and much less know what's going on in. in so do you, do you know Bill Matter? Do you know? I don't know Bill Matter. He's, so, what does he I'm do? A, I'm a Facebook friend with him. He's uh he's the CEO of the, I think it's the um, London and St. John, something like that. I want to make sure I get the right thing here. I don't want to, you know, yeah, our London and St. Thomas uh yeah. association yeah of realtors so he's a association uh, head okay yeah yeah all right so he's, yeah. and he's asking about clear cooperation which yep. is the policy that was announced it has to be now more than a year ago like yeah, more than a year. covid yeah but they announced it which is the anti-pocket listing policy you got to get you got to um uh put it into mls within like a period of time after it um after it's advertised to the public 
But until then, you can do coming soon and stuff like that. You can do like it's not as long as it's not publicly advertised, or you can start doing your prep work and things like that. Yeah. Um, the rules are a little intricate now. So he's asking, should we follow the lead of America putting this in place? And what I would tell him is that generally, I think in the last quarter century, the idea of following the United States and the way that they're doing things is probably not the best way to go about your life. Like if you're in Canada, you kind of want to go your own way because we have not been traveling down the best of roads. Like, like when they formed their government, they didn't go and create an electoral college like we did. No, no, they didn't. Normal prime minister, yeah. governor-based yeah. system that they yeah. have. Um, they so, even went. They even went provinces, not states. I mean, they they haven't followed us at all. Why they would they start? At all. So I don't think they should start now with clear cooperation. Yeah. Insofar as. Here's what I would say to them. In the same way that I think when they built their government, they looked and they said, what, why is like, why does South Dakota have as many senators as California? Like whenever uh, the idea of stuff like that, like what these weird, weird parts of the American governmental system. And they created a system, which I think is much more representative and and much more clean. Um, not to be anti, I'm not anti-American. I love America, but like it's a clunky, the electoral system, as we've discovered, has some warts on it that we could, that's, we can't fix because fixing the constitution, amending the constitution is almost impossible. Um, the, but they learned from that and they built something better. So what I would say is follow that model, take the clear cooperation policy and learn from what has been very frustrating about it mm-hmm. in the public, you know, in, in the public domain. There's been a lot of negative reaction from people, some of which I think is, probably people that just want to pocket listings and they don't like that the policy is in place. But I think some people have had good faith and well-principled objections to some of the way it interacts, particularly some of the issues that they've had with the office exclusive exception, which is, which benefits big brokers that have multiple offices and disadvantages smaller brokers that don't have that becomes like, it's more, it's almost like the exception that swallows up the rule for some of these big brokers. Well, maybe so that's, learn maybe that's it. one thing that, that uh, they could address. Maybe yeah, kind of tweak. I think what I would do if I were them is I would look and I would say, let's learn from the experience. Let's, I, I think they should do it because I do believe in the concept of clear cooperation. I think it's good for the industry. I think it's good for the consumer. I think the absolutely, I hate pocket listings. I hate the concept of it. I've still to this day never had somebody articulate to me a, a winning argument or a persuasive argument as to why pocket listings benefit the seller. Just never seen it. Except everyone always wants to bring up, well, I listed Steven Spielberg's house and he didn't want a bunch of people. Yes. Except for the one in a thousand or one thousand. in 10,000, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, Steven Spielberg or someone relatively famous or very right. private or, yeah. you know, very COVID, um, uh, COVID phobic or something like that, who doesn't want anyone coming into their house and wants to keep it very exclusive. I get that. There's some exceptions like that. But 99% of the people that go into pocket list things are people who their agent convinced them it was the right thing to do, and it's not the right thing to do for them. It's right. not the right. The best way to get the best price for your home is to have the biggest possible market for your home, which means exposing to the largest possible buyers, which means using the using the MLS system uh, and making it available to everybody uh, on that system. So Transparency. Say, yes, learn from well, – I wouldn't say that anybody made a mistake at NAR. I wouldn't characterize them as mistakes. But I would characterize them that, you know, once you establish a rule, it's tough to revise the rule, yeah. which I think like NAR might at some point try to revisit it. But like you really need more time for it to, to settle in before you go start and try to rewrite it. 
Um, and there, and I, you know, listen, it's such a massive lift to get the thing done in the first place that then to do any revision is another big massive lift. And that bureaucratic organization is very tough to do things like that. But starting from scratch and saying, let's learn from the good and bad of what NAR did is good. It's sometimes good to go second. You know, it's good to follow and say, all right, let's make sure they did it. Let's see if we can re- re- refine it and do it a little bit differently. That's what I advise them to do. I would yeah. advise them to have something in place because I really do think that pocket listings are a scourge on the industry. And so I would put something in place if it is indeed a problem, which I imagine if it's a problem in, in I, the U.S., it's going to spread to Canada. They should fix it. They should do something I, about it, but maybe not the maybe not the same exact policy we have in in these in the states. I, I kind of wish we had Bill on this uh, on this episode so we could ask him a question or two. Because my first question is: Is it a problem in Canada? Is there this issue that they need to resolve? Right? I don't know. I don't know. I just once again, if it's not a problem, put it this way: If it's not a problem now, it will be a problem. So okay, why not, so why not solve it? Like in front of it, we're going to learn from the. Hey, look, I can. I can increase my market share by taking pocket listings and yep. not showing to and try to get both sides of the deal, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. It's, you know, it's not, yep. we're not that far away. I mean, we're, there's a lot of similarities between Americans and Canadians, Bill. Like we're, you know, we speak, most of us speak the same language, you know, <laughs> we eat much of the same foods. They have more, more <laughs> meat in their diet. I, I just want to point this out. The, the reason you probably didn't know it was Canadian Independence Day, if that's what they call it. Yeah. Here, I'm showing my ignorance. Um, it's probably because you were in a French-speaking province and you don't speak French. Yeah, I don't speak French. I barely speak English, Bill. Even if I was in an English-speaking province, I might not have picked up on it. Okay. <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, that's that's. I, I'll give myself that out, that maybe they all, okay. maybe they all told me about that in French. I will say the funny thing about that is that who sets like it's like who has a conference in New York City during Fourth of July weekend? Like like that's a weird thing to do. Is that we did a conference? How we even got the hotel rooms during like you know a high intensity weekend like that? I don't know yeah. how to do that, but I don't yeah. think the people that booked the conference had any idea that it was because they didn't have anything in the materials about it. There was no like we didn't go and have like a special day devoted to whatever Canadian independence is. Um, yeah, interesting. I don't know if it's called that, so yeah, we don't know. So we're just gonna we're gonna make sure we we qualify everything we say about anything Canadian on this call because we're gonna look like idiots. We already look like idiots. Oh, we, we look like terrible idiots. idiots. Here's what here's what I'm gonna tell people to do: go ahead, go do some research, find out what was going on when I was in Quebec City that day. Uh, what was it? Why is it there? Like, educate yourself. Most of our listeners are either Russian or American, so I want them to. You know, they should know a little bit more about our friends up north. They should know right. something about that. Joe? It's a lovely country. Joe, I'm looking at the clock. Well, boy, this we time go, we, yeah. we need to stop right now because we're yeah. just going to get deeper and deeper into trouble yeah, with our with our neighbors to the north. So, up, you know, at least we didn't make one of those jokes about a. You know, we like that. So, no, we didn't go there. We didn't. We didn't pull up the. Uh, we didn't take uh, the easy one. We didn't talk about back bacon or anything <laughs> like that. So we're good to go. Um, but but I'll tell you what. Uh, there's an amazing. <laughs> I'm going to do this. There's an amazing series. Uh, that's called Letter Kenny. Letter, like a letter you mail and the name Kenny. Letter Kenny. It's about a, s- a fictional small town in Canada. Okay. And it's very blue. It's on Hulu. So it's very blue. Watch it at your own risk. <laughs> uh, I, I, it is hilarious. So All thank right. you, Canada, for sending us Letter Kenny. There well, you go. They sent us a lot of one. Of, they sent us a lot of comedians. Oh, comedians come out of Canada. Yeah, they, absolutely. They, I can't even name them all because they're absolutely. Yeah. Um, so the very funny yeah. country. For, for for my wife, you know, it's it's Ryan Reynolds. They sent us Ryan Reynolds. That's so it's, 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 it's over. He's actually very funny as well. He's very funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. 
So hey, this has been great, Joe. Thanks again for uh, for for jumping in there. It wasn't uh, it wasn't ducks and horses this time. So nah. I think it was more about the business, which is good. Yeah, and uh, if not. you want to if you want to call and leave a question, and you're you're not Russian, the phone number is four eight zero. We don't discriminate against Russians. <laughs> Russians can call in. That's right, if you're not a Russian bot, if you're a human or, being from Russia, you should call in. Okay, absolutely, that'd be bots. great. That'd be yeah. great. Okay. 480-270-4590. We'd love to take your question and we'll prance around it and, yeah. and do our best and watch Joe. I don't need the Russians picketing my house, Bill. I don't need the <laughs> discrimination against Russians. Why does Joe Rand hate the Russians so much? I love the Russians. Some of our best some of our best <laughs> listeners are Russian bots. I just don't think they should call in with questions. I just don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> All right. Joe, uh, have a great weekend. I will see you. Uh, I'll see you next week. Thanks, Bill. Have a great day. Thanks so much for checking out Randing and Raving with Joe Rand on the Real Estate Sessions podcast. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast. You can always throw in a rating and review. That helps as well. And to leave your question or comment for Joe, the number is 480-270-4590. Cheers.